Right here on 97.3 FM, this is the Auto Show, motoring education for trouble-free motoring experience. Last week we had personnel from the Ghana Revenue Authority, the Customs Division in the studio to give us insight into the world of importing cars into our country, Ghana. Um, we hope to bring them back soon. But today it's a totally different show and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, a very, very interesting talk. Um, we have two great auto experts in the studio and between them we have over 50 years of experience and uh, they're going to share all about the auto business with us. My name is Edipoku, you can call me Eduardo Poku, and I am your host. The Auto Show is brought to you by Total. Total Energies, the Total Quartz 9000 Future. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement today. Now, the Auto Show is very, very interactive, and uh, we we'll appreciate your um, contribution on our WhatsApp line 054 Um, You can also get us on Telegram with the same number. Hey, (laughs) Charlie, check this. The sound of this engine. Music to my ears. I tell you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. Ah, I always they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down. Let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. Right. Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Oh, Quartz Future Zero W20. It ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption so it is save money the mm. quartz nation movement to quiet mr money logos on and bobo nearly all 10 quartz ambassadors now you did there what Massa, straight to the nearest total filling station <laughs> total quartz keep your engine younger for longer can you touch this total quartz keep your engine younger for longer we have a very interesting show this afternoon, so make sure you stay glued to your sets. Um, I have in the studio Mr. Chris Kusi and Gerald Dubate. Um, Gerald is the CEO of uh, or chief mechanic <laughs> at uh, Auto Chill. 
uh, engineering services chris kusi runs auto jeweling and um they are in the studio today to give us an insight into the nuances of running an auto shop yeah you can send us your contribution questions to uh whatsapp line 054 um you can do the same to our telegram with the same number if you want to call into the show is 0302 um gentlemen you are once again welcome to the total energies auto show <laughs> thanks for having us <laughs> yeah my pleasure all right um yes so today we want to we want you to give us um an insight into what it takes to run an auto shop and all that we the the, um, the masses need to know about the auto business so that when we come to your shop to request your services we approach you in the proper way <laughs> all right so um yes so um um chris w- what do you offer at your shop uh well at auto dwelling we specialize in um vehicle cosmetic restorations okay so anything to do with the appearance of the vehicle mm-hmm. is what we specialize in okay okay so how, how is the business doing? is it doing well it's not a bad business to be in mm-hmm. but uh you know, we got hit by COVID like every other business. And so it has its ups and downs. And we've learned quite a lot. We've had to make a lot of adaptations. Um, we've slightly changed the way we do business since COVID. Okay, 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 okay. Um, give us a bit of insight into your business. What led you into this space? Um, well, I'm actually a graphic artist by profession. <laughs> wow, okay, wonderful. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have an eye for and, nice things. And, and funny enough, that's how I met Gerald. Oh, yes. okay. I designed a logo for him. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have a photo. Yes. Wow. 21 years ago. That's wow, true. Wow, that's yes. interesting. So that's that's how we met. I mean, I've known you guys for a while, but I never knew that. <laughs> All right. The, the last time at, at the total, um, at the launch of the new packaging, um, you guys just missed each other by the second. So No, no, no. We're there. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yes, you, you, yeah. you got him before he left. He went out. Yeah, we had a briefly, chat, then, yeah. yes, oh, we okay. always do that. <laughs> so, um, yes, like I was saying, I'm a, I'm a graphic artist by mm-hmm, profession. Mm-hmm. And um, in uh, the early 2000s, uh, I was working as a graphic artist. Okay. But then again, I had just moved to Ghana and, um, you know, as a car enthusiast, I struggled a little bit to find, you know, the right people to... Um, to work on my car at the time, mm-hmm. you know, because at the time uh, the industry was still not as um, as mature as it is now. Okay. And so I struggled to get people to paint my car the way I wanted them painted mm-hmm. or to refinish the car the way I needed them to be. And so I decided to um, do it myself. Okay. So I, you know, read a few magazines at the time. The internet wasn't that well populated. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of um, personal research into how to refinish cars and so i start bought a couple of machines and i started you know polishing cars by myself the results were yeah quite good for the time and other standards of the day was was quite impressive uh today no not the best <laughs> and so uh, people saw the way my car looked like and mm-hmm. they said oh can you do the same thing for me i was like yeah i could so it was really a hobby 
okay. that uh, has today turned into a business because okay. I had the demand was there, mm -hmm. and so I, I I went back to the UK and retrained properly to get all the accreditation wow. and came back to now be um, a restoration specialist. Great, great. So, um, how is the business doing now? It's not so bad. It's picked up. Like okay. I was saying, since COVID, things when things dipped a little bit, but it's it's much better now. Are, are you the only shop in, in this particular space? Oh no! I mean, we were the first to start with, um, you know, professional detailing mm -hmm. um, at the time, mm -hmm. um, but uh, things have changed now. You know, you know, Ghana, every yeah. business, <laughs> every industry becomes very well populated. So yes, um, there are quite a lot. I'd say easily fifty people in the same line of business within the whole the, the Accra catchment area okay all right oh Gerald um tell us what what about you what was what's your story it's pretty much the same okay yes um I just looked at Ghana mm -hmm. hot all year round humid mm -hmm. dusty mm -hmm. so air conditioning and I, and I knew way back then that I was going to be in business for a long time Okay. And like he said, at that time, people were doing air conditioning. Mm -hmm. But these are people who actually evolved from refrigeration mechanic trying oh, okay. to do auto. Mm -hmm. So their knowledge about automotive systems was very, very, very limited. Okay. And I came in and I said, look, let me do automotive air conditioning. I had the knowledge, I had the training. Mm -hmm. And I started. Oh, okay. So way back, like he said, um... It wasn't as it is now. We had to struggle with getting past. And then um, we were doing a lot of aftermarket installation because okay. most of the vehicles then didn't have air conditioners. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days, most of the cars, the used cars that came in were coming from Europe. Yes, and they so didn't, they didn't have air conditioning. Air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. have air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And even globally, mm -hmm. he will tell you, we had this um, company, they were in Italy. Diavia, remember them? Yes, yes. yes yeah, Diavia. They were the. I don't hear the name before. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were the, the top guys in aftermarket AC installations, installations, you know. Yeah. And then they had one in Japan. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten the name now. Mm -hmm. And then they were doing it for um, the European vehicles. Oh, okay. So that's what got me into it. Okay. Did you also have to train outside? Yes, I had to at a point in time because, you know, in our industry, people say that the electronics world moves fast, but ours moves faster. Oh, okay. And if you don't have the knowledge, forget about running a workshop. Okay, so even before you started the auto refrigeration business, you had to get training outside? Yes. Or it was later on you went to... No, I had to get training outside. Oh, okay. Okay. And that was the first discussion we had. We had the discussion. We're talking about, uh, uh, we can't mention brands, but we're talking about his vehicle. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about his vehicle air conditioning. Okay. And he was saying in Ghana, this vehicle, the air conditioner works, his biggest nightmare okay. back then was what about if it went bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody knew a lot about climate control systems and all. Okay. So this is what has brought us in. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're, 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 I've been to your shop before. Very, very good setup you have over there. And I've, I've been there, seen the kind of relationship you have with um, your, your, your team. Um, how do you get your team together? Well, um, I train them. Oh, okay. Because most of the time, it's a bit difficult mm -hmm. to get an AC mechanic. Okay. 
So we trained them. I mean, well, um, based on their background, the learning curve is a little bit long. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, I mean, they get it. Okay, so mostly they come in um, tabula rasa, you know, yes. with no auto mechanic experience. And then you do the training. And you do the you training. Do training. So what I normally call skill-based training. Okay. Mm. And then you keep retraining them. You keep retraining them. Mm -hmm. You're making them be abreast of what Good. is happening. Okay. Now, how do you keep up yourself? Because the technology just keeps changing. Yeah, because I'm running a workshop. Mm -hmm. To be at the helm of affairs, you need to know what you are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even when uh, technology is changing, you train yourself to be abreast of that. Okay. And how do you do that? You have to travel back to go and learn? Yes. Yeah. Way back then, you have to travel to. But these days, as he said, the with the internet and all, then you can learn. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. Okay. And then you also have to be associated with regulatory bodies okay. outside, not in Ghana. They send the publication. They do the trainings online. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Chris, you want to add anything to that? Um, yes. Well, well in, in my case, mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Okay. So uh, I also prefer virgins in the industry. I prefer people who have no background in refinishing systems so okay. I can train them the way I want them trained okay. from the ground up. Um, it, it doesn't mean that the technical schools are bad or it doesn't mean that they don't have... Um, the right training for them. It's just that uh, with the sort of vehicles we work on, we usually work on vehicles that are, are up to date. And if you would remember in uh, our, our education system here, I mean, if you look at the at the curriculum of, of any subject. It, it, it hasn't changed a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they come out of technical school mm -hmm. and they still... Um, they are still virgins. Yes, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like technical schools are still teaching people to paint with uh, solvent paint. Today, most cars are painted from the factory with water-based paints. Mm -hmm. So you need to, to 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 train them. You need to groom them from the ground up so that they can be at par with your way of thinking. And okay. also, and also your way of doing things. Okay. Yeah. So so normally at Auto Chill we say the Auto Chill boys are thoroughbreds. Oh, okay. They come in, they don't do anything. Then okay. we train them. You see, yes, there's always the difficulties of getting the guy who is presumed to be trained to work with. Mm -hmm. He has his entrenched habit yeah. and views about things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I always keep saying that because it's done that way, mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. So normally to avoid such conflicts, which actually waste time and resources, you train the person. You and then with the time, from the scratch, person, and you train them. Perfect. The person begins to bear your brand around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Now, I've seen and uh, I've heard um, in several places, uh, especially when it comes to skills, that a lot of time people invest time and resources into training personnel and they move on. Sometimes they don't even get to become experts. They just move on to start their own practice. <laughs> um, how, how is that affecting you? Well, you see, the youth... Mm -hmm. you know, don't have as much patience as they're supposed to. Oh, okay. They're in a hurry to make their money very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's if they're even prepared to even learn a trade to make their money through the trade. But you find that um, a lot of the kids think that by learning the trade, mm -hmm. 
they are ripe enough to run a business. They happen to learn the trade, but they don't happen to learn the business. There are two very different things. And learning, knowing how to fix things with your hand doesn't mean that you'll be successful in the business. Mm -hmm. However, if you learn the trade and you take your time, you get close enough to, to uh, your boss, you can also learn the business and learn the expectations of the customer. And by doing so, that puts you in a better position. It would usually take a good part of, you know, five, six years to learn the train and learn the trade and learn the business and then branch out on your own. But these days, you know, he learns the trade after a year or two. He thinks it's good enough to uh, to move on. Is it because of the culture we've built um, over the years with this um, apprenticeship kind? Of, uh, of training that we have in most workshops? I think I think it's the expectations, it's what they see. Mm -hmm. So you see your, 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 your business owner driving a certain type of car or, or you, you suddenly think that, oh, if he can do this and drive this car, if I set up my own, mm -hmm. I can do that. And you know, they go on the side and they try and do you know, shady things. And they don't, like I was saying, they don't learn their business. They only learn the trade mm -hmm. and uh, they get into all sorts of trouble. Okay. okay. So yeah, that is it. I mean, he's, he said it rightly, okay. you know. Uh, they are impatient, number one. Okay. And then number two, they always figure out that there's a better way to do things. Mm -hmm. But you see, like he said, running a business is different from being able to fix things. Mm -hmm. So you can fix things, but then you can run a business. Okay. And so you need to understand your boss. And then with time, when you're well qualified, you can just move out and be on your own. Okay. Um, and, that, and that is why you'd find that in, 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 in his shop or in my shop, you find that we have, have client-facing personnel mm -hmm. and then we have the technician. The technicians usually don't have the skills to face the client. Yeah. That is why we have client-facing people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Gerald, um, what what is the um, let's say what is the shortest duration somebody has been at your shop, and who is the um, how old is the, is the oldest person or the uh, longest seven <laughs> staff well, at your place? Well, fortunately for me, uh, mm -hmm. labor turnover is very low at my end, so I have people being with me for twenty years. Wow! And then we also have the impatient one. They come in, mm -hmm. and then reason number one, they are not disciplined enough, mm -hmm. so I'll kick you out. Okay. Uh, reason number two, if if you don't do what you are supposed to, mm -hmm. we'll kick you out. Okay. Because all the guys are there and they can do their job very well. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. And then, thirdly, we look at the ethics. Mm -hmm. You see, when it comes to running business, workshop, I mean, I mean, it's assumed worldwide, mm -hmm. unfortunately, that workshops are there to fleece you. Mm -hmm. But that is not the case. Yeah. So if somebody comes in and he's being trained and he shows such negative trait, it's better to let the person go. Okay. Okay. So what, what is the craziest thing any of your guys um, have gotten themselves into <laughs> with respect with your shop? Coming to work late. That is, that's the craziest. And then I get very crazy with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and then, uh, you know, at my end, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing prices. Mm -hmm. You can be licensed to drive, but you need to be authorized to drive. Yeah. Yes. So if you have not been authorized to drive, push the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chris, do you have a similar? No, no, no. <laughs> Look, he hit the nail on the head. I couldn't <laughs> agree with him more <laughs> than this. You know, you 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 have um, 
you have technicians who you know take things into their own hands they don't listen you know mm-hmm. there are certain reasons i mean i i don't drive clients cars okay. i would never take a client's car home and i know why i don't do that it's not that i'm a bad driver mm-hmm. or anything but it comes to a certain level of responsibility sure. which is over and above the, the the responsibility you carry for your own vehicle mm-hmm. But you'd find, you know, the kids, the technicians who feel, oh, this, I want to drive this Mercedes, so if I could take it home and I go and pass and see my girlfriend. And when you do that, you have all sorts of problems. Mm -hmm. So, yes, like you're saying, license to drive, totally different from authorized to drive. Okay. I, 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 with a bit of experience with dealers and their workshops, I know normally, uh, you normally book to get your car to be serviced or worked on. Um, even when maybe it breaks down, right? Um, and sometimes when you go to our traditional mechanics, you see cars strewn around the whole of the compound and right. roadside. Do you have this kind of problem at your shops? Yes, we do. But on for for my independent collision damage repair, you can never book an accident. Okay, you can never be prepared for when you know something goes wrong. So. <laughs> we do have that problem and the cars would come in unannounced mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes on the tow truck and uh, you cannot drive the car so you have to be ready to push the car maybe you don't even have the space for it so yes mm-hmm. it does happen but apart from apart from those unannounced um do you have a system that yes know, we have a booking system where okay. people will, will book cars in and then we have you know calendars where we can uh, schedule jobs in but uh, well, Ghanaians, we're not very good with timing and <laughs> appointments. So, 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 so the guy, the guy reads on the website that we close at five. Uh-huh. He gets out two minutes to five, <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody somewhere is reading a book about client care. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to adhere to that. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay, so um, um, talking about acquiring space. Because I know that is also another big headache. Because I go to several, um, yesterday or two days ago, um, one of the bulbs, my headlight bulbs went out. And there's a gentleman just down the street that I know. Um, so I just passed by his place to help me out. And uh, he just moved to a location in the area. And I know, I mean, Nadabaka is a very, very hot, hot, hot area. So I, so I was asking him, uh, how did you get this place? And for how long, you know? And he was telling me a story that he only they only have that place for a short while, so their contract they renew every year on year. Wow, <laughs> you right. know, year on year. That's the, that that, that, that might very not marriage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know it's a big big issue. There are yes. other mechanics. Yes. I mean, if you're not prepared to pay premium <laughs> money, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes even dollar rated, you will not be able to get a good enough location. Mm-hmm. And, and and so being in the, in the heart of Accra is is, is not easy. Okay. It's, not, it's it's either very expensive or it's very temporal. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> Good. Then I I also I mean I, I I visit a lot of workshops because sure. I have a lot of friends in the space, and apart from managing their um, um, workers and clients, the next thing is tools. Tools. <laughs> um, we, we, we recorded an episode for our upcoming TV um, series at a, at, a, at a wonderful location in, in Terma. Um, they have one of the biggest workshops and all the tools and everything. And 
um, the systems were just on point, you know. But I know from experience that a whole lot of you have issues with, with, with tools. How do you acquire tools? How do you manage the tools? How do you update the tools? <laughs> I'll let Jero start with this. <laughs> no. Well, the well, basic, basic answer. Uh-huh. We buy them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We buy them. Um, a Ghanaian bank wouldn't give you credit to go and buy tools. No chance. Mm-hmm. We buy them. Okay. And then you inventorize them. Mm-hmm. And then you make sure that you keep updating them. Okay. The boys know they steal the tools. No. You see, when you, when, when you set in systems, mm-hmm. these things are brought to the minimum. Okay. So let's assume that uh, um, there's a mechanic listening and uh, he wants to grow his business organically like the way you have grown yours over 20 something years and get to your level how what would you advise or what would you tell him as the magic source with which you um have put in place the system that you've put in place at your end to make sure that tools don't get stolen <laughs> well <laughs> i know for, that is for, a big for, issue for that every places. industry in the world yeah. or for every business in the world there should be standard operation procedures mm-hmm. And then there should be safety procedures. Mm-hmm. There should be tool handling the, and all. Okay. So once you have them, mm-hmm. and like Chris has said earlier on, mm-hmm. the young guy wanting to start a garage, how knowledgeable is he? Mm-hmm. How disciplined and focused is he? Mm-hmm. Is he thinking that he's, he wants to start a garage in about seven months, start driving the top of the range vehicle around? Yeah. Then he'll get it all wrong. You see, mm-hmm. and there's something that Chris and I do. It's not written, but it's there. Uh, we don't believe in competition. We believe in having strategic partnerships. Okay, absolutely. Yes, in competition. Mm-hmm. So what I what I cannot do, I call him, Chris. Mm-hmm. This is where I have my little challenge. Mm-hmm. What's your take on this? <laughs> oh, I know a guy. I'll send him right over to come and help you. And this is the way we operate. Okay. It is very professional. Mm-hmm. It saves us all the headache. Mm-hmm. And then we can't miss it. We'll, we'll be having the gray hair. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the story, result is achieved. The clients get satisfied. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll just add a little yes. word to, to what Gerald said. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for, for anyone looking to get into the industry, first of all, they have to be very passionate in the field. Mm-hmm. Don't go into it because you think you're going to make money or because you think you're going to drive cool cars mm-hmm. or work on cool cars because uh, the novelty wears off very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have to be disciplined. You have to be able to be honest with your clientele. You know, there are people who say, oh, I bought this part for 100 CDs. Meanwhile, he paid 20 CDs for it all. Mm-hmm. And then say, okay, you give me 20 CDs in my labor. Mm-hmm. Tell the client... Pay me 100 CDs for my labor, and the past cost 20 CDs. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Okay. Is our honesty, uh, um, our level of honesty, how do you be, our dishonesty, is it driven by um, the demands and the dictates of the, of the clients? No, you see, what it is is traditionally certain professions, certain vocations, like mechanic, hairdressers, plumbers, mm-hmm. caterers, they used to be reserved for people who didn't do too well in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the person coming to you, the client coming to you who is well, coming in with a law degree or an engineering degree or a doctorate degree, doesn't, didn't, didn't in the past think that you deserved uh, a, a certain level of remuneration. Okay, so it's, it's something we've, we've lived with traditionally. So people don't want to pay mm-hmm. the right price for uh, our expertise. Exactly. But things have changed now. Without computer literacy you cannot even 
start on, on, on working on a vehicle, mm-hmm. the job is a lot more demanding now. You know, in the past, they used to call them fitters. And the idea is you fit, you mm-hmm. remove and fit. Mm-hmm. Now you don't just remove and fit. You have to go through a thorough diagnostic process. Mm-hmm. So it takes technicians. It takes engineering knowledge. Mm-hmm. It requires you to reverse engineer what the manufacturer has done and work your way backwards or forward to be able to come up with the solution. So things have changed. And so, you know, the customers need to understand what goes into the modern vehicle right. and appreciate, you know, the uh, the technicians a little bit more. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me go make a bit of money. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, for the third time in a row to Tau Petroleum Ghana, your trusted oil marketing company has been adjudged the CIMG Petroleum Company of the Year by the Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana, CIMB. At Total, we are committed to the delivery of quality and innovative products and services that enhances the customer experience because we know that our success depends on you. We promise to continue to churn out exciting and innovative products that meets the needs and expectations of our customers. With pride, we dedicate our awards to you, our valued customers. Thank you for trusting us and um, our brand. Total. Keep your engine younger for longer. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the talk. Um, do you have, um, do you get recognition from the technical institutions? Um, do they write to you, um, bringing some of their boys for internship and, 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 and so forth? Uh, well, I am accredited with the IMI, which is the Institute of Motor and Industry in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't have a representation or an office here. Okay. But we do get the technical schools bringing in uh, students to come and do attachments with us. So we, we, we train them, we give them hands-on training because most of the technical schools are not equipped with practical, good enough practical facilities. Mm-hmm. We have you know, the ATTCs and all that, they're, they're okay, but a few other technical, school, technical schools that don't have those facilities, so they do recognize, oh, we've heard of this place, they're really good, so we send it out to, to, to us. So I, have, I currently have two guys uh, working, you know, uh, sorry, not working, but understudying mm-hmm. us from a technical school. Okay, and uh, when they come in, what do you think about their education? Their education is very uh, book-based okay so it's very theoretical that's normal ghana <laughs> yes and so somebody comes in and he knows everything about welding but he's never seen the world equipment before. <laughs> before he's never touched it before so um and sometimes what they learn is almost fictional okay you know they they, they cannot translate that into Reality. into reality okay and so it, it takes a bit of time to to break them out of that mold mm-hmm. and and bring them down to earth okay yeah, for the past 10 years we've been having them come from KNUSD. okay and then from Legon. Mm-hmm. like you said they come and all that they have been reading about is more of an imaginative thing okay. so they come to see the real team and then we break them down we teach them mm-hmm. the only unfortunate thing is that the time space is just too small for them to pick up okay. uh, um, a lot of things 
Yes, so that is our bit that we've been helping. Okay. Giving practical knowledge. So that will be a blend of the theory with the practical. Okay, so um, what, what if, if, if any of the proprietors of some of these institutions are listening, um, what, what, what do you have to tell them? Like in, in terms of probably maybe they have to bring them to spend more time with workshops like yours mm -hmm. so that they can um, receive the necessary skills that they need so that they can become much more useful you know because there again you you meet people doing other jobs and um something happens and they tell you oh i, I learned auto mechanic uh, uh, um, in school or i learned um um um, um, um body work um, uh, technician in school and, and stuff like that you know you're right um but i would also say that mm -hmm. there is a lot in running a shop mm -hmm. that you would never learn in business school mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into running a shop that you'd never learn in technical school you learn them on the job it's very much a hands-on mm -hmm. uh, there are certain hard skills that you would never learn in a classroom like okay. customer service knowing what the customer is thinking you would never pick that up from a from, from a from classroom. classroom no mm -hmm. so i would say that the technical school should afford the kids a little bit more time more hands-on time if they can do it in-house great but if they can send them out into the field and spend more time anything after six months yes that would yes. go a long way okay all right okay um there are a few um um <laughs> questions uh, on our console uh, mainly with uh, car issues but uh, uh, let's take care of them then uh, we'll go back to our discussion um, Justice at Asherman says I have a Kia Rio 6 a Rio 6 2013 model with a, a 1.6 engine um, EcoBoost engine can you please throw light on the EcoBoost thing <laughs> add some maintenance cautions please <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, well, uh, anytime you see eco mm -hmm. in, uh, in in the automotive uh, language, eco usually means economy. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to to uh, give you better economy in in in, uh, in in its performance. And when you hear the word boost, it means that there is something being added to the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Uh, without seeing the vehicle and without knowing into detail the nomenclature of mm -hmm. uh, Kia, I would assume that the car has a small turbo, mm -hmm. uh, eco being economics yeah, of yeah, the turbo the boost. Small, yeah. The boost means yeah. that it will probably have a turbo yeah. or a supercharger, yeah, but yeah, right. these days it's more turbos turbo. than, than superchargers. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be that it would be a, 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 super, a turbocharger mm -hmm. that would boost the 1.6 liter engine and as such, even though it's a 1.6 liter engine, the vehicle would perform like a 1.8 mm -hmm. or a 2 liter engine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's asking uh, um, what are some of the maintenance cautions. Since it's a turbo, um, there are some well, do's and don'ts. Nothing that is out of the ordinary of any other car. Mm -hmm. But any time a car has a turbo, uh, the turbo is fed with oil, and the oil is like the blood. Mm -hmm. Oil the lubricates. System. Yes, exactly. And, and and so I would say do regular maintenance, especially with your oil. Don't skip on your oil service. Mm -hmm. Do your oil service as as regularly as possible. You know, and also your filters, mm -hmm. your fuel filters, air filters, and mm -hmm. um, they're, they're more sensitive because they have more parts added to the engine. Okay, and you also have to be careful which mechanic touches it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so big show. Um, listening uh, inside Amma Saman says, Good afternoon to show. I have a 1999 
Mercedes C180. Of late, the fuel gauge does not measure accurately. What could be the problem? 1999, mm -hmm. the fuel gauge. Then mm -hmm. it has to do with probably the fuel um, level sender in the tank mm -hmm. or the instrument cluster. Looking at the age of the vehicle, yes, or it could be a wiring problem. It could be wiring, it could be fuel sender, and it could be the gauges. Okay, so big show. Another, another age, I'm sure the car is probably ready to have a lot of components replaced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What normally fails first is the fuel sender unit because it's a, it works as a resistor mm -hmm. and there's a circuitry on there and there is a brush that rubs over the... Um, the uh, the circuitry on then that wears it out so it's very likely that is a full sender unit okay all right so big show um that's your answer for you um eugene in prior so he says please i use a corolla 2009 le of late when i move the car in the morning i experience pooling problem the check engine light comes on and i can't accelerate any longer unless i pull off and restart the engine after some time the check engine light goes off what could be the problem? Again, it's, it's hard to say without seeing <laughs> yeah, exactly without, without what diagnosing. It is. Yes. yes, a check engine light just tells you that there is mm -hmm. a fault. A fault exists, but it doesn't tell you exactly what the fault is. Mm -hmm. So it has to be scanned, and then uh, the fault code has to be interpreted into uh, you know into into English into <laughs> something that makes sense yeah and, and then you can you can work from it from we can work backwards from there but it's it's hard to say without seeing what the fault code is okay all right okay see so my mechanic bashed my car <laughs> just two weeks ago we had to split the cost <laughs> shaking my head wow <laughs> I think we've talked about that well the, I mean the, the ethics of running a workshop yes I'm um, um, some months ago we had a show here and we're talking about how to choose a mechanic so if mm. your mechanic bashed your car probably you are taking your car to the wrong well, place well, <laughs> no you see l l let, me, let me come in in, in in the defense of some of the mechanics <laughs> you see if you take into your your car to a mechanic and mm. your mechanic charges you 100 cities mm -hmm. and you want to pay him 20 cities mm -hmm. it means that he will not have one, first of all, you don't have the right tooling for your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Two, you don't have the right motivation to work on your vehicle. Mm -hmm. And three, if he needs to buy fuel for your vehicle, he will drive your car to the gas station and buy the fuel. He won't send somebody with a jerry can to the gas station and buy fuel and bring it in. <laughs> now, in our, in, my, in our case, we have insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we take on special liability insurance that allows us to drive other people's cars. But if the shop is not making enough money i can assure you they can't afford that kind of insurance they can't okay <laughs> so these things happen an accident happened i'm sure the mechanic didn't take the car out with the intention to bash the car mm -hmm. no but something may have happened yeah. it may not have been the mechanic's fault mm -hmm. but these things happen and they happen all the time all right. so i would say you know choose and pick the right mechanic to take your car to and be aware that there is a risk in taking your car to a mechanic shop that may not have the right level of coverage okay all right so some months ago we talked about choosing a mechanic so um if you did not listen to that show go to soundcloud look for city fm auto show and go to that particular um episode and listen there lots of nuggets in that particular show it was a very very good show um yes before we go um final words what do you 
um, have to say to people who want to get into this space? I'll say, look, you have to be passionate about it. Mm. Don't go in it for the money because you will not make money that way. If you're passionate about it and you care enough about cars and your, your clientele and uh, you want to make a difference, yes, those should be the reasons why you want to go into, into this business, not because you want to make money. It's a very dirty job. It's a very difficult job. And you will be surprised. It takes a lot of brain power. I go to bed at night thinking about, you know, <laughs> car issues. And I'm sure Gerald's is worse because <laughs> he's now having to deal with electronics. He's dealing with networks, dealing with the mechanical Can. side. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also have something. Yeah, it's just the same. And then oh, okay. make sure that you train yourself properly. All right. Because you cannot be in the business when you, you are not trained for that business. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Chris and uh, Gerald. Uh, I, I believe that's been a very, very good show. And uh, thank you so much to my team, um, Echo and uh, Danny Blue. Um, we'll sign off here. Um, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Well, she got her daddy's car and she cruised the stand she forgot all about the library like she told her old man now And with the radio blasting goes cruising just as fast as she can now And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes a T-bird away Fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes a T-bird well, away City 97.3 Accra Stuns Manfredi.